0: Seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland, and uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, well, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic.
1: Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Biderman Celtic podcast. My name is Lauren Stonigan, and I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every so often, by my good pal and co host, Mr. Remy McSween. How you doing, Rem?
2: I'm very good, Lawrence. How are you? I'm, uh, I've sobered up from the last time I spoke to you. I,
1: oh, that's right. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> how was that? Did you get home? Well, obviously you got home safely. How was the uh, journey, The uh, How was Rome that night? Was it OK? Was it safe? Did it feel safe?
2: Ah, it was quite a quiet night. Huh? It, it, was, uh, it was tremendous. It was uh, very safe for me. Didn't see any baller whatsoever. I had a great time. One of the best European away nights I've ever been at.
1: That's, that's great. What time did you get to bed at? Or did you get to bed? Uh, about half past. I half, <laughs> half past what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did you make obviously did you make your plane? You didn't have to buy a new ticket Oh, my plane you? was in the afternoon. No, no right. problems. Oh
2: problems.
1: very good. No problems. Anyway, right, listen, enough of that chitty chari. Uh, we've got a very busy programme show this week podcast. Uh, Paul Thompson. I think he's off in some, I don't know, the last I saw he was at Hamilton, or I mean this is not doing very very much for our brand, Remy, you know as a... Aye, who, who says
2: we're middle class?
1: I know, he's off there, Hamilton, where, where has he got? what else is there, Saturday night at the London Police? He's going to Fulham,
2: Fulham against Bristol City, Absolutely. Saturday.
1: A, a pathetic, anyway listen, uh, so we're trying to find another guest and we're absolutely at the bottom of the barrel, Harry Brady, how you doing Harry? i'm fine
3: thanks is he going to dundee hamilton up the road and back again or whatever it is
1: (laughs) actually i was just looking i had the radio on uh or i had this the uh, i couldn't believe livingston hamilton was that the biggest no no of all time by the way i mean just oh my god sound terrific i don't know why i went into that here before we get any further harry you've got an announcement to make want to put it at the top of the podcast so that people listen to it before the switch is off later on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's to remind people of the Celtic FC Foundation Christmas Appeal, which is now going. There was light up the clover at the Renn game and uh, at the Hibs game on the 15th of December, the way the bucket collection. uh, Remember, the Celtic FC Foundation is the most successful football charity in British football. So keep it going.
1: We endorse that, we heartily endorse that Remy, obviously, you go out with yeah, the bucket
2: we, I, you, Yeah, you can actually say I whole, whole, wholeheartedly Endorse <laughs> that
1: You go out every year with a bucket, don't you Ren?
2: Uh, I, can't do I can't do it this year what, did you get, I do usually do the bucket But I can't do it this year
1: You can't do it this year, Harry, He got caught last year poking some of the cash out of it
2: I've never been the financial controller at Ibrooks, So uh, I don't think you can say that <laughs>
3: Anyway, I, uh, but well, if anybody well, wants well, to volunteer, they're still looking for volunteers. So, right,
2: How do you
1: volunteer? Sorry, go on.
2: Just right, go, go. Uh, I was going to say, plus to do an old uh, Celtic underground joke, I do not have a sab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry,
1: <laughs> how, how do you volunteer?
3: You just go on the Celtic FC Foundation website and you'll be able to, um, so just Google Celtic FC Foundation, you'll go on their website and you'll be able to volunteer to be a bucket collector.
1: Uh, anyway, I I love I love Celtic. Do you know what? I just love it. I just love the club. I love everything they do about them. It's just fantastic. So another great thing uh, by Celtic. By the way, uh, we're going to come on to AGM. Did Tony Hamilton get a big shout out at the uh, at the AGM, Harry?
3: Uh, he was there and does his wee speech. And uh, yeah, he he, he did does a video beforehand where he talks about what the foundation have done. And uh, and then various other parts through the the AGM they'll reference how successful the foundation are and the fantastic work they do. Uh,
1: anyway, brilliant, brilliant Celtic man. Lot of great follow on Twitter. Uh, anyway, well done, Tony. Uh, great job here. a Lot to get on with. We're gonna uh, we'll do this uh, chronologically. Uh, we'll start with uh, obviously we've got the Ross County game and then we'll do a preview of the cup final. But uh, first up, the Wren game uh, last Thursday night. Uh, Harry, how was the view from the cheap seats?
3: It was excellent. It was uh, usual high-quality fare from from the the players, putting in a European performance of um, the standard we used to get before Ronnie Dial and Brendan Rodgers.
1: And Remy, how was the view from the expensive seats?
2: It was not bad. Unfortunately, I could still see Brady, but uh, it was was an excellent uh, view from the uh, director's box last Thursday.
1: Can you believe that, Harry? The director's box? I mean, what's happened to this guy?
3: He seems to go to the director's Does... box quite a bit. <laughs> you what's got to, to wonder him? what he's up to.
1: Uh, so, uh, Remy, once again... Peter Long spoke to me. Oh, did he? I said, get out of the way. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, seriously, on the game, I, I can't remember the... Well, uh Forster, um, right back was Bauer, uh, Ayer, Julian, and Greg Taylor. Midfield of Brown, McGregor, Christie. Up front was uh, Forrest. I, uh, I'm trying. I'm struggling now. Forrest. That's uh, because you've
2: got the team wrong. All oh, right, yeah.
1: go, right. Go on then. You give me the team, Remy. I can't, and charm was
2: Cham playing was, when you mentioned right. Christie, and it was Forrest Morgan and Christie up front. Although right. Forrest was on the left.
1: Here, um, have you heard anything uh, Remy about the Edward because that thing came as a bit of a shock that he, he didn't uh, well, certainly came as a shock to me that he wasn't in the lineup. I, I thought they were, they, were, they were resting him but uh, apparently not well he
2: went, he went off when he went off against Livingston he asked to go off so he, he was obviously carrying a knock um, my my guess is we're saving him for the cup final and we're not taking any chances on him but that's just my guess uh,
1: you heard anything? I,
2: I expect it's been Sunday
1: uh, do you heard anything, Harry? Do you know, do you know what kind of injury it is, anything
3: like that? I, I don't, but the 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 thing that makes me think the same as as uh, Remy there is uh, Edward was was uh, did all the media stuff prior to the endgame game. And was trolled out for it. In fact, you know the they do these uh, weekly Europa League magazine type programs. You know that are sort of generic. I think that might be done by UEFA. I was actually asked to go on one and they were focused you know it's one of these ones that goes around the whole of Europe type thing they were focusing on Edward so the thing that struck me about that is you'd have thought if it was a serious injury Celtic might have said maybe not the right time to do it because he's going to be out for the next few weeks
1: uh, I'll tell him the view is that um, that maybe it was a last minute injury um, uh, you know in a, a seri- I mean a serious one I uh, but uh, it's a, it's very odd. Uh, I hope it's okay. Um, I say we'll come on to the, the cup final preview. But uh, what a miss he would be for us. Um, Actually, on the game itself, uh, uh, Remy, any any well, it's obviously three one. Uh, pretty good performance, really. Although Wren were I, I, well, I think they had eight changes. I not th- I didn't think much of them. They have fallen mightily since their uh, good start to the season.
2: No, they, they were obviously not playing their full team um, because it meant nothing to them um, because, you know, obviously they couldn't qualify. Um, and we didn't play our full team either, but but as Harry said earlier, we, we played really well. Um, the standard of performances, with, with one notable exception in Europe this year, have been really, really good. Um, and although Foster pulled off a couple of saves, I thought we were very, very comfortable winners last Thursday and Scored a couple of good goals and could have scored more.
1: Um, best player for us, Harry?
3: Oh, that'd be difficult to... I, I that's quite a difficult one, actually, because I, I I thought the team played well as a whole. I thought McGregor played well. I thought Forrest played well. I thought Christie played well. I mean... Uh, I can't remember who was said it. Christie's like one of those players that if you're playing FIFA, you just permanently have on sprint mode. He's just got so much energy about him. Um, I suppose it's easier for me to say, I did think watching that game, I understand why Bowers, a third choice right back.
1: Yeah, he, he, um, he looked... Um... He didn't look off it, but he looks short of the other two. That's
2: for sure. I've got it written. I thought uh, I thought Morgan was the man of the match last Thursday. I was the, the much maligned Morgan. There you go. That's some alliteration for you. And he's much maligned for a reason. He's generally piss, but he had a really good game last uh, Thursday in a strange position for him. Um, interesting to see him get in there ahead of Griffiths, who sadly is miles off it when you see him coming on as a sub. But uh, Morgan looked really good last week.
1: Um, I, did, I wrote down two talking points. One was the uh, Morgan, uh, the choice of Morgan and how he played, and the other one was Mikey Johnson coming on, uh, scoring an unbelievable goal. The Morgan thing, uh, to me, you talked about Christie earlier. I don't know if it was you, Harry, but the the Morgan seems to have that kind of level of energy, and I, I think you obviously he's playing as, as a striker or some kind of striker, but he was there much for as much for his uh, pressing abilities. I mean, I thought he pressed really well. Tons and tons of energy. He didn't... I mean, he was a real pest to their defence. I mean, it was a... It was a strange selection, but it turned out, obviously... I've obviously seen something, something in him.
3: It was surprising, because when you saw the team, I assumed, because he's done it before and because he plays his best football as a number 10, I just assumed that it would be Forrest on one side, Morgan on the other, with Christie through the middle. Yeah. So... I'm not a big fan of playing Forrest on the left, so when he's playing Forrest on the right and Christie on uh, on the left rather, and Christie on the right, and Morgan through the middle. First couple of minutes, I wasn't sure about that, but you know, what, what do we know? Uh,
1: the uh, but he, you're talking about being picked over uh Griffiths Rem. He does bring that you know d- defensive energy to defend. If you can defend in the the opposition's final third or the opposition's defensive third. But he—that's what he brings. At Griffiths. Griffiths doesn't have the energy or the, or the inclination to do that kind of work, really.
2: Uh, well, you know, We we really need. Edward's been crying out for backup for quite a while, um, and obviously, the unthinkable has happened. That you know he has got an injury, whether we, whether it's minor or major, we don't know, but we're guessing minor. But obviously, he's not playing, and you'd think that Griffiths would go into the team. But based on, okay, he's maybe only played 20 minutes in the three games he's come on, but he is so far off the pace, it's unbelievable. Um, He he can't start games just now. He'd be blown out his arse after 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, And Morgan got his goal as well, Harry. Good goal. Good build-up. I say all the goals are really well worked.
2: It was a good
3: goal. It was... um, it was one of those, you know, people talk about a striker's goal, but it was one of those things where he just gets into the right position and hits it. He doesn't doesn't have to think about it. It's just an instinctive run and, and shoot. And uh, getting back to Remy's point about Griffiths, the other thing, I'm looking at that team thinking, how far off the pace must Griffiths be fitness-wise? Because you would, you would think that you would prefer to have a 75% fit Striker who's used to making certain types of runs, and and you know has played as a as a central number nine and a one man up front for the last four seasons with us. You would think that you would rather have a seventy five percent fit that guy than a hundred percent fit Lewis Morgan in that position. So the fact that Lewis Morgan played made me think that Griffiths is well short of seventy five percent
1: fit. I was going to say... He's clearly not
2: seventy-five percent fit. The goal. Certainly I, think, I think if you uh, if you put a decimal point in there, uh-huh. Harry, you could be close. <laughs> Do
1: you think it's that bad, Ren?
2: I, I, I just he, he he just looks so far off. it, It's untrue. Um, so sh- I mean, obviously he's been out injured for a wee while, and it's going to take him a bit to get there. But you know, I, I didn't realise how unfit he was. Um, he just looks miles off it.
1: The, uh, the, but he's hardly
2: played a game in a year I mean it's, it's understandable you know but uh, you, it, it just shows you there's no substitute for playing games you can be trained you know. You can train and you can be sort of training ground fit but it, it makes a massive difference in a game and I suppose the other problem he's got is he's coming on and he's not up to the speed of the game and he struggles Here, Harry, where do you
1: think Ren would finish in uh, SPFL? <sighs> obviously behind us would be would they finish above Rangers, Aberdeen? I mean, I thought
3: it's it's difficult to judge. I mean, if you would it not for a bad refereeing decision, we'd have beaten them over in rain. Um, this game is more difficult to judge because they're out of it and out of the league. I suppose the other difference is when you're comparing with someone like Aberdeen. Um, <laughs> Or, or maybe below Aberdeen, those teams all come to Celtic Park with the intention of just sitting in and defending, and Wren didn't do that. So it's difficult to judge how they would be patently. bit I would suggest they would probably finish above Aberdeen and the way that Celtic and, uh, 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 loathe to say, it, Rangers have played in Europe this season, you'd say behind Rangers. Um, yeah,
1: I, I just wonder, uh, well, again, look... Look at the, the other game, by the way, uh, Remy. Uh, that clue... I mean, closure I keep coming back to this. Clujer are a decent team. I think they gave Lazio a decent game. I mean, they only lost 1-0. Yeah,
2: I mean, they, they were, I didn't, I wasn't overly impressed by them the, the both times I've seen them at Parkhead. I thought, I mean, we should have gubbed them at Celtic at the time we, we lost the game 4-3. We really got it badly wrong that night. We've done that one to death, but we... When we played them the second time, we beat them comfortably 2 0. But they seem to be doing okay. Uh, they're well organised and stuffy. They're experienced. I don't think they're that great of a team. But, you know, they, they've done okay. Um, so, you know, fair play to them. But uh, we're, we're better than Cluj. We, you know, we've played them three times, drawn one, lost one, won one. Probably should have won three of them. Um, but just didn't.
1: Yeah. Best team we played against in Europe this year, then, Ren?
2: Uh, Lazio. Really? Um, oh, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Lazio. I mean, Lazio are third in Serie A I now. Know. They won um, again yesterday.
1: Won
2: six, six, six games in a the trot. They've won. Um, I think in Rome we just beat them because they're they're not used to playing a game at that tempo. And uh, you know, two last minute winners against them. Uh, they were totally out in their feet. Um, because. They're not, they're not used to Their midfield players are used to just standing in the ball and looking about for somebody to pass to when they were getting pressed and harried by the likes of Christie and Brown and McGregor. And, and they couldn't cope with it. And, the, and we, we outlasted them. And uh, I thought we deserved to win in Rome in the end. You know, we didn't know out the first 20 minutes. But Lazio are by far the best team we've played in Europe this season. Harry. Uh, and might, might do well in that league.
1: Harry. best team we played...
2: This
3: season in yeah, Europe
1: is yeah. Lazio. Is it okay? Well, I, I just quite like Cluj. Do you know what bugs me about Lazio, Harry? Uh, after the the results last week, they're going on about all oh, the Scottish warriors. They will, that we are. They'll won't. You know, they'll play to the last. All this bullshit, as the Yanks would say. Uh, I I'm, I would. I much prefer we sent a half baked team out uh, next week uh, to Cluj and and get Lazio out of the competition. It's a pretty good move, isn't it?
2: That's what we uh,
3: do. I think the thing is, though. I think Lennon wants to. I think Lennon is is on a mindset that he just wants to get maximum points he can to really fill the team with confidence and have the team. You know, if we end up getting through without having lost a game and perhaps even drawing only one game against Rain, it really helps him build the the mental side of. In most of my life, I think that uh, we've we've been knocked out of Europe by teams that we are better than a lot of the time. And it's a mental thing about this player's perception of where we can play and where our standard is in Europe. And I think Lennon's trying to change that mentality to have the players believe that we are a last eight Europa League level team.
1: Uh, And that uh, means going out and winning. uh, But you're a cerebral guy. That that just sounds like absolute guff to me. Because you want Lazio out of the competition. If we've absolutely,
2: got... absolutely. We'll play the reserves next week, and we'll still have a half decent team out. Yeah. I, I don't think you care
3: definitely. less about Lazio. But if no, you're Neil,
2: Lenn- I, I don't. We we've got nine games in December. Okay, we've got eight left. Why risk sending players to Romania in a game that doesn't matter? Well,
3: I, I don't get me wrong. I, I think you will, particularly because obviously it follows the cup final. Yep, and
2: um, we, we don't need. We we will play a reserve team in that in that game. And it'll still be a half decent team. Um, but that's a, game, that's a game you give Griffiths a start in.
1: Oh, that could be interesting. <laughs> Subbed after 14 minutes.
2: <laughs> Brutal. Well, I mean, but the thing is, you, you go Gordon, Bower, Beaton, um, somebody else, Taylor, you can play in Cham, uh, you can play Mikey Johnson, who might need a game. We we've get easily get enough players to to make a half decent team up. You play Morgan on the wing. It's there be no rough. Brown. There be no Brown. No because, Brown he, yeah. he,
3: because he he got himself booked so that he wasn't playing.
2: Oh, you, you can't say that. You can't say that. We run about like a headless chicken desperate to get booked. It was hilarious. Did, um, I, I, I mean, did he get? Sorry,
1: did he get booked in the it. end? I thought he didn't. I must have missed that one.
2: Yeah. No, he got booked. He got booked. Um, no. It, it, because he tried a
3: couple and the ref hadn't did it, so eventually he just went and slapped the referee's backside <laughs> <laughs> to get to get the boom. Here, uh, <laughs> and he just ran over to a guy and just fouled him.
1: It was almost like finally you booked me. The uh, thing from the game, Harry, uh, who's Celtic's first choice left back now?
3: I think it's uh, I think it's tight actually between Taylor and Ball and Golia. Mean, you know, I, I think the argument would be Teal the man in possession of the jersey, and that's just that's just your bad luck when you pick up an injury.
1: Um, I, I thought he did very well. I, what I'm surprised about with him, Harry, is that you know the, the knock on him was that he wasn't much of a didn't wouldn't make much of an impression in an attacking sense. I mean, defensively he was he was solid, but I, I, he, he's obviously not Tierney standard. But uh, I, I think he was very impressive against Wren and again uh, on Sunday. I, it's a tight one, isn't it? I mean but I think Bolling Golli's got a bit more a bit more pace. He's a slightly more physical, but defensively I think Taylor might have the edge on him. What do you think, Rem?
2: Uh, right now I have a concern about the left back because I don't think we've got one for <laughs> Sunday. Um I mean Taylor has impressed me the games he's played. I'd still say Ball and is probably the first choice, but you know, he's been out for a while now. Uh, and if he doesn't play on Wednesday night I don't see him playing on Sunday uh, Taylor's cup tied So you're relying on Hayes And don't know if he's going to be fit either And then if neither, none of them are playing What do we do? Bauer at left back
1: Kyle McGregor, left back No,
2: never <laughs> be happening again uh, A back three A back yeah, three You might need to do something But who is your third centre back?
3: Beat on Julian and Aya
2: who's your left wing back
1: well this is the problem isn't it
3: well then that, that's where because you're playing a back three that's where you just play Forrest as a, as a left wing back
1: um, anyway we'll come on to that. I don't want to I want to blow, blow that um, but I, we agreed Harry that Taylor's done pretty well
3: he has yeah like I say I think I think Lennon will probably take the attitude as he's the man in possession so it's his jersey to lose
1: here, Harry. Just in a European, uh, you've been going to these games for decades. Uh, where's the Celtic team right now? This or this campaign, this group campaign? Where would you place it, and amongst group campaigns of the last, you know, twenty years or whatever? Can't remember when the group started. I mean, to no. me, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it's record breaking and all that. But to me, it's, it's right up there. I mean, it's obviously the opposition isn't Champions League quality, but it's pretty good quality, and we've won the games really, really well.
3: I would say it's the best, the results might be different, but certainly to date, because it's difficult to judge until we go to the the next tier up of, of teams, it's got to be the the best European season since the the Barcelona season. The Barcelona in the one two five season.
1: Here, here's season. What was the group that year? Can you remember?
2: Barcelona. Spartak Moscow, wasn't it?
1: Was it Benfica?
2: Benfica and Spartak Moscow, I think. That's right, yeah. That's a pretty good group, isn't it? <laughs> um, Remy, what do you think? Uh, I think it's... Uh, I, I, I'm i going to give you a weird one. Um, I, I thought Lennon's season in the Europa League when we had Udinese and Atletico Madrid, when we spawned in after getting kicked out by Sion, um, or see get kicked out and we got all the home games we were at 6 o'clock remember that Harry because we were yeah. playing the Swiss home games and we, we we played I think we played really pretty good teams that year and uh, did pretty well uh, it was a good learning curve for us I'd, I'd say it's the best Europa League season since that one anyway I don't really count the other ones because you know we, we dropped in out of the Champions League and just effectively you know didn't turn up I mean, what did, did okay, but you know, never looked like getting through in any of the ones under Rogers. So hopefully this year, you know we're, we're seeded and we've got a chance, and you know we should get into the last sixteen, which is is a significant progress.
1: I'm just going back over that. I'm looking at that. I I just remember the one one draw in Italy. That it was what I think Lennon spoke often about that that performance, and you know kind of set us up for the following year. You think you think this team's better than that team, Rem?
2: Yes In what ways? Absolutely
1: well, certainly a bit more yeah,
2: exciting well, to watch, isn't it? Foster's a better goalie now uh, That's for sure uh, Edward will be better than Hooper um, McGregor will be better than Kyle um, I'd say uh, Who was the center half then? Was it Mul- Mulgrew playing? I don't know Probably. Uh, I, I think. I think we'll just we'll get an all-round better team. Forrest is obviously a better player than he was then. Uh, El Nusey looks as if he could be a superb player for us. Uh, and Chalmers a good, you know. And Chalmers proved in Europe what a good player he is. Uh, I just think we have got an all-round better team than we had at that time.
1: You're uh, just looking at this 2011 thing, Harry. The attendances for the three home games, right? Celtic Udinese twenty eight thousand, Celtic Rennes twenty eight thousand, Celtic Atletico Madrid thirty three thousand. What, what do you think's changed? Uh, is it? Well, part uh, of it
3: is because they were six o'clock kickoffs. Kickoffs. So yeah, six, o'clock six
2: o'clock kickoffs means that
3: anybody who doesn't have the ability to leave work early can get to the game. If you if you work in Glasgow, even if you worked in Glasgow City Centre and finished work at five o'clock, it'd be a struggle to get in your seat at Celtic Park for six. If you work till half five, you're not meeting the start of that game. There, there's one simple reason.
1: Aye, but not you. Know, but if the, if we were at six o'clock kickoffs this year, we wouldn't. The tendency would we'd still be sold out, wouldn't we?
2: Yeah, we uh, won't be six o'clock kickoffs sold yeah. because of it. Brian just outlined we are going to be the eight o'clock and so if we go to Champions League, we'll be the eight o'clock as well. So the away games are the six o'clock UK time games for us.
1: How how is that decided, does, does either of You know,
3: because it's to do with time zones. Yeah, and because because we are a uh, different time zone to the EU, that's why we get uh, British teams get to get the eight o'clock home kick off times.
1: Simple as that. Um... And
3: and then don't forget the other thing that's this that was demonstrated is uh, and i know the people who who this uh, this the people that this applies to say it's not true but what was demonstrated during the ronnie dylan era is we've got about ten thousand old firm fans in our support and uh rangers participating in European football at the same standard as us and doing quite well. Those old firm fans are obviously motivated to go along and make sure we are doing better than their other other half team that they like to obsess about.
1: So what you're saying that people go to the games because they want to make sure the attendance is... uh, No, they go to the
3: games because they're more interested in making sure we do well because their life revolves around how Celtic are in the context of another team.
1: It's weird, that isn't it? It uh, is. Yes. Uh,
4: but it was demonstrated
3: because because they disappeared like snow off a dig when that team went bust, and reappeared when that team reapp- when that team's new version came into in the top flight, ten thousand of them. What? So you can't tell me that there's not, you know, whenever you speak to people who are like that, oh no, that's not the case. It's just a massive coincidence. That I stopped going and then started going back up again.
1: Although it's, we're talking about it being weird, it's not as weird as uh, Rangers fans are obsessing about. Celtic fans who they say obsess about Rangers I mean, god, my my timeline is full of it I wish I'd stopped Um, uh, That's
3: because you that's because you follow so you obsess about the people who obsess about us obsessing about them
1: (laughs) You lost me there My brain's
4: uh...
1: Anyway, I I think this is this is the best Celtic team in Europe since uh, since although it's hard to say this, isn't it considering how uh, one of Strachan's teams almost got to the last eight but the best Celtic team since the in Europe since the Martin O'Neill team, controversial. No, Remy? I, oh, Remy, are you going, Harry?
3: I was going to say. I, I, I say won. agree. I think one of the things that about the Striking teams, and the, they were better. The some of the whole was better than the individual parts in the way that yep. Striking got them playing in European football. Yeah. How many of those players were getting this team?
1: Yeah. Nakamura. Yeah. Um pff, that's a great shout that I'm trying Boric to. Borich
2: and Foster would fight it out, but um uh, apart from that, yeah, I would say Nakamura's a certainty. Um Maloney would certainly be Maloney if he was fit would be in the squad. So McGeady, your favourite, Harry, but um uh, I I d I don't know, but other than that, not a lot. I mean you're not going to see Telfer in there or
1: Gary Caldwell
2: or McManus or anything. No chance.
1: Um, I was there Milan should have beat them Kaká nicked it Darren O'Day should have got a goal in Milan to secure it yeah there one.
3: you go Darren O'Day Stephen McManus Gary Caldwell Hi. Paul Hartley Hi. any of these players we get in the squad
1: Darren O'Day was majestic that night absolutely no, I'm not saying they
2: weren't and then they get dropped for that twat presley at the weekend is that but, right uh, oh, I'm still bitter about that move on quickly
1: Right anyway right we'll uh, crack on so there we go Uh won the one, one the group uh i've not actually looked at the uh so we get so the champion. you know we won't get a champions league team um, not
2: necessarily not necessarily there's eight champions league teams four of them are seeded four aren't Oh really Yeah
1: and seeded on what basis? Oh
2: well, just because the, the the four lowest champions league dropouts
1: okay. don't get seeded uh, based hence,
2: on... hence if you look at us coming out of the Champions League we're always one of the unseeded ones
1: um, so that's not based on your performance that's probably based on the coefficient uh, so that's okay Here, um, the other thing I've noticed Harry uh, is that Scotland's up to 15th in the UEFA coefficient table so are we happy about that or unhappy? I'm unhappy but that's probably just me <laughs>
3: Well, the the downside of that is, not next season, but the season after,
4: yeah.
3: it means that Rangers, who are likely to finish second ahead of Aberdeen, have got a shorter qualification for the
2: Champions League.
1: Yeah.
2: And we don't want that. Is that bad? No. At- we'd less, the, the upside is we would have less qualifiers.
1: Yeah, but only what? Only what,
2: one? I
1: thought it was one or two. Maybe two. So we'd start in... The end of July, as opposed to the start of July. Uh, anyway, we'll see. The, uh, then we go on. Uh, Ross County at the weekend. Uh, Remy, you went to the game. How was the drive? I looked, did, yes. It looked like a lovely Scottish day. It
2: was, uh, it was actually a really nice day up there in uh, one of the most boring towns in the world. But, um, it was uh, a beautiful day. Uh, it was a lot warmer up there than it was in Glasgow, which was sub-zero. Uh, I think it was four or five degrees up there. Nice sunny day, nice sunny winter's day. There's not a lot to do in Dingwall on a on a normal day, never mind a Sunday. So we just arrived about quarter to twelve and went straight into the ground. Um, so easy drive up, um, nice trip, um, but my least favourite away, to be honest.
1: Um, but uh, tiny tiny pitch, bobbly yep. pitch, deliberately yep. deliberately.
2: Yeah. Not, yeah. A, it's a yeah. shocking. I mean, they, they did everything in other fire team. I mean, if you look at, you know, they, they, they obviously done a job in Frimpong. They, they knew how he played. They put two on him. You know, they made sure the pitch was all bobbly and cut up uh, and they just hacked him to bits. Um, so he struggled a bit. Rogic struggled. Um, we didn't really fire in all cylinders, but it's far too much for them. But you, you see a difference a really bad pitch can make and to even up a a game a bit, you know, they made it competitive for about half an hour, but once we scored the second one, that was, that was the end of it
1: The uh, Again, Harry, you're this is your area of uh, int- great interest, uh, amongst many others, that uh, you think they'd try and sell a product but, you know, put the, put a game on on a crap pitch uh, try and, you know again, I guess you've you got to do what you got to do but it's not exactly selling the game, is it?
3: It's a shite camera angle as
2: well. Oh, fuck, that as well. That
1: cool. I, mean, well me, I mean, I, I know. I mean, it's
4: sure sounds...
2: only about 10 rows, ten rows, deep. I mean, it's tiny. It's yeah, a I, tiny, I, I, I mean, you can't slag them. I mean, the population's five and a half thousand. They've got a six and a half thousand capacity stadium. It's difficult to slag them. You know, you you, you can't really build anything bigger for them. But you know, I don't. I agree. The camera angle's crap. But I don't know where you'd put it.
3: But then that's why I would, you know, and the time to do it, it's a bit like, um, you know, the Nationwide Billings Society, you know this, uh, Lauren, the Nationwide Billings Society at the moment have got posters around saying, that, you know, if you want to save money, you have to save, uh, simplifying, uh, the, the their message is shorter than this, but if you want to save money, you have to take money aside at the start of the month, because if you try and save at the end of the month, you've, you've not got it. So see with the new TV deal coming along, because that's more money than we've ever had before. That would be the time for the SPFL to say we are setting aside ten percent of that every season, and it's going into a sales and infrastructure fund. And uh, clubs can then, and and we're going to build it up. And over the next ten years, clubs can apply to that. But they're applying, and we will monitor the spend a bit like uh, with the bank would have a project monitor if you borrowed a lot of money. And it's only for money to be spent to enhance the infrastructure for the sale of, of the game. So Ross County to build a television gantry that allowed the TV angle to be at the correct height for Hamilton to do something so that you're not looking at the back of a Sainsbury's. Simple stuff to sell the game. I
1: would ch- change it to Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes, have have some uh, have some virtual reality thing, <laughs> so that every time the camera goes around it makes like it's it's weight loss instead of cheese uh, and or you know, anybody who gets promoted into the into the top flight who does it, who's got an artificial pitch, the fund will pay for them to get a grass park,
1: um, and when
3: they get relegated, put the asset back for them because in the lower leagues, that's when they need to make money. Something like that, just to, just little things that that enhance our game
1: um yeah exactly i mean you look at the mls i, I mean it's a, I, I would think roughly on a par in terms of the standard of the game maybe a slight tiny bit better than in, in the spfl but they uh i mean they do everything they can you know for, uh, clearly they they provide all the banners and all the drums for their you know their fans and they're just trying to kind of jazz it up and you know, there's real care taken o- over, you know, selling. You mean, the you
3: mean they, they, do, they don't treat their customers as, the, as oh. the biggest inconvenience of the day?
1: Oh, it's 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 quite incredible, you know, uh, what they do. And it's basically, if you know anything about football, you know, and football back home is very organic. You get a sense of the football here, because America is a very t- transient society. People move all the time. So these clubs don't have very deep roots, but the MLS and the people involved, the marketing people involved, do everything they can, and facilitate every effort that is made to you know, give a sense of you know deep growing roots that you know a passionate fan base. And you you know, it's all it's a bit fake. It looks all all looks a bit painted on, but but it works. You know it, it absolutely works.
3: Remy, did you take a bus or did you make your own
2: way? Or? Uh, we just went up in the car. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it, the buses, as per usual, were getting stopped on the way up. Uh, search for drink, you know, plod, out busy again. I, I, I heard from one of the guys I know who went up the bus, he said that the search was actually pretty apologetic, but they still had to do it. Uh, they were trying to... Uh, they were, they were undercover in the toilets trying to oh. solicit folk to sell gear. It's embarrassing. It really is. I mean, you, you just think, what is going on with you guys? Um, and do you know what I, I always find really interesting? They never stop the buses on the way home.
1: The Because uh, there's no crime in Scotland. Cause, so you might as well get... Well, the problem is we've got too many of these people and they're just looking for stuck things to do. I mean, the Police Scotland isn't a crime prevention organisation. It's a lobbying organisation. Lobbying for their members, lobbying for their pensions, lobbying for their wages. They don't actually do anything. Uh, hopeless. As you say, but Harry, it, just harassing harassing people going, going about their business. I
3: mean, I saw the usual tweets at like nine in the morning or 10 saying the buses are getting pulled over at wherever it was. And I just thought, I mean... There is a part of me that says, I think I I tweeted this once and people laid into me, you know, there's a part of me that says if you're pulled over and the problem is that you do find drink, uh, it's not the police's problem that there's drink on your bus at nine o'clock in the morning. You need to look in the mirror if you need a drink at nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that. But the other part of me says, what other section of society would be treated on the presumption that, that you... The, the police have to pull you over because you'll be breaking the law.
2: If they were going to see rugby, they wouldn't get pulled.
1: Not a, a chance. Flag. Shout. Good shout. Not a chance. Don't get me started on Police Scotland. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. Here, I... I mean,
2: Harry, Harry, have you been to Dingwall on a Sunday morning? It's a good advert for drink.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Actually... Uh, I I have been up there on a Sunday morning in the middle of summer playing cricket, actually, once.
1: Oh, (laughs) for God's sake, man. And And a
3: bus pulled pulled in to Aviemore, and some of the guys in the bus were oblivious to the fact that... So the only place they could find it by drink, they bought one scone and ten pints of lager. (laughs) Because you (laughs) had to buy food.
1: (laughs) And I I went out with a girl from Dingwall for a while. She She moved to Turin in the end just to get away from me obviously here
2: uh, which g- song which song did you capture that one in no
1: not, not at all here uh, the game itself Harry uh, anything strike you from the game um, apart from Ryan Christie being absolutely phenomenal what a player he is now eh?
3: uh, Christie is a brilliant player the things that struck me were um, I thought we were a bit Lazy for their goal, uh, you know. Fringpong, Got oh. caught wrong side of the guy, and that's why. I don't think it was intentional to bring the guy down. I think it was just clumsy because he was the wrong side of him, and then their their goal. You know, the, Roger gets a wee push, but I don't think that's enough. What? Yeah, you're
1: kidding me on. I think mean, that was I a don't blatant <laughs> No, it's a
3: foul but I don't think I don't think it's in. Put it this way. Did you see Roger complaining about it?
1: No. Well, he doesn't complain no. about anything, does he? He just. No. Oh, it's all water. He's a surfer mentality. It's all water. Around complained
2: back. about it. Around complained about it. In fairness.
3: Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's identical to there was a game last week in the Premiership. Can't remember what it was. VAR chopped a goal off for the identical fail.
2: Um. I it was there uh, was it Liverpool
1: Palace? I
2: Think that was it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, in fairness, Ju- Julian missed a header. He missed timed his jump. He-
2: Ju- Julian should have dealt with. It. Uh, mm. I thought he was a bit. I thought he was a bit lackadaisical yesterday. A bit shaky. Um, he got away with one near the end with the the goal that you disallowed. I, I think it's was probably I mean, rightly disallowed. Well, but he, he, I mean, I thought he made a bit of a mess. Of-
1: well, absolutely. Again, I just that's a, to me that was a no brainer. I'm watching it. And I think. Well, that's. A, I mean, the guy's the guy puts his arms around him, and stops him. I mean, maybe Julian
2: I, I, should have dealt him. He just was a bit casual throughout the whole game. I, I just, you know, he's got an annoying habit of uh, heading people and going down as if he's been polaxed, you know. Um, he, he's, when he's good, he's really good. But when he's bad, he's really bad. I mean, he had a shock at Livingston yesterday. I think he got away with a pretty bad performance. Frimpong wasn't great either. But, you know, he's, he's young and, you know, deserves a bad game. Ayer was pretty good and Taylor had a good game. Uh, Christie was As uh, Harry said Was really good As was uh, McGregor had a good game And uh, You know We were just And Mikey Johnson's goal Was an absolute beauty When he came on again Another cracking goal He looks really really sharp Since he came back And if you look at the difference Between him coming back After being out for a few months And Griffiths coming back After a few months out It's night and day Yeah, quite
3: He also looks about An inch taller
2: he does and strong, and faster.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right, how old is he, Harry? 22? Is he 22? Who, Johnston? Yeah.
3: No, is he not? Like
2: 19? No, no. no, no. I think he's 21, 22, but hold on. I'll uh, I'll Google it as you speak.
1: Well, uh, the um, uh, what was I going to say? I... Uh, well, Christie was excellent. Uh, I thought you know what strikes me, Harry, is the uh, the speed of our passing.
2: Yes, uh, he, he twenty. He was born in April ninety nine. There you go. I got that wrong. I
1: thought he was a wee bit older than that. But what I was just saying there, well, Harry, uh, the you know the flick, the Christie flick for the for the second goal, the Forrest flick for uh, for the penalty. Was it the penalty? I mean, it was a a lot of really. Brilliant little passes in and around the box. with a lot of confidence to do that, even though the pitch is shite. Um, we are, I mean, at, at times we just, whew, I mean, it's brilliant, isn't
4: it?
3: I just think it's a team who are at the top of their game who all believe in each other as teammates. Uh, they have confidence in their, in their colleagues and they just know where everybody's going to be on the park so they can make those flights because they know somebody's going to be there. I think it's really, really interesting um, about the way the the team is just now um, about how um, Leaning is is quite keen to to, to see how great they are, but also then just saying, but it's okay for now. You know, we'll not get carried away. But at the same time, not being at I don't think he's been critical of the players in public since he came back. He's a very different person in the way he's interacting with them.
1: I, that's a very good point. Have you heard anything, Remy? I've, has he been critical of the players? At eight, 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 even after the Cluj game? Livingston, what was it like after Livingston, Remy? Can you remember?
2: Hey, I didn't listen to anything. After Livingston game, I was that hacked off about how crap we were. He, I, I think he's... Uh, He's been particularly calm this year. Um after Livingston I got the uh,
3: my, my memory is it was a bit of a they're entitled to they're entitled to one by game type thing in public. Now I believe in private he was different.
1: Oh do you? Yeah. But, oh go on.
3: Yeah. He told them they were football snobs.
1: Is that right? Alleged. Who were prepared?
3: Alleged who, who weren't prepared allegedly, who weren't prepared to roll their sleeves up and go down to Livingston's level. That they they, they were uh, that it was almost as if playing like Livingston was beneath them. He told them
1: that, allegedly. That'll be uh, that'll be Julian. He'll be talking to. Was, I think he was all of them. Was it the um? Here, do you know what I noticed from the Rosco- The Celtic uh, unique angle. Uh, came up. It was for the rain game this morning. It came up on Twitter, and what I noticed was after all the goals, the problems had to run up the way up the park. But Julian and Ayer were up there. Every single time, they were almost first there at the goal scorers, which I thought was quite interesting. I mean, it speaks to a their position within the team, I guess, and b the you know if you're prepared to run all the way up. I think it's pretty good. Um, anyway, I like, I like Julian Remy. I think you. I, I mean, he's he's like a he's like a he's like an Aldi Virgil Van Dyke. Is that too? No, I
2: think he's I think he's a, a good player, um, but I think. He's he's still learning about you know as as uh, Harry mentioned, Livingston. I mean, he was he was absolutely bloody awful there. He got bullied by that absolute totty, London Dikes, uh, which he he didn't it didn't happen to him last week when we played against Livingston. They had him in his back pocket. Uh, he's still learning about Scottish football and its uh, idiosyncrasies and foibles. And uh, yesterday he just had a bad game. Um, but you know it happens but we got away with it we won 4-1 pretty easily Um, I'm sure we'll be much better on Sunday
1: the um, so still top of the league by do you watch the uh, do you watch the Rangers results do you watch the the games coming in Harry or do you not bother Uh,
3: I'll I'll nip in maybe after about 20-25 minutes to see if there's anything and then I'll uh, if somebody scores against them, somebody will send me a text or a WhatsApp message or something. Uh, but I, in general, all we need to do is just focus on winning goals by three, four, five go- games by three, four, five goals, as we've been doing.
1: I um, I watched sport, uh, sports scene, whatever it's called. Uh, how bad are hearts, Remy? I mean that. I mean that's just
2: incredible. They're absolutely abysmal. They're abysmal. Uh, I, we all knew before. They even kicked off yesterday. They'd won before or five, and you know that that little rat Naismith, will no tie oh, a leg. By so. the way,
1: great shout! So on on the BBC coverage, there's one. He's only in. The, he was only in the coverage once, and it was to watch him. He never kicked a ball in the, in the highlights, certainly. But I mean, it was a he was jogging. It was a like a, a brief jog from Naismith. and that was it.
2: But you, you, the the rumors are that the players don't like McPhee. So, they're obviously making sure he doesn't get the job. And said it umpteen times, Hearts can play in a big pitch. They're always going to get battered at Ibrooks and Celtic Park because the pitches. Even McPhee said it's in Hamden, it's 30% bigger than Tynecastle. You know, they've got guys like Bearer who can't run, uh, Glenn Whelan can't run. You know, Ike Piezu is knackered after 20 minutes at Tynecastle. They're, they're just a poor, poor team. Levine. Bought them, a sure a crap, uh, and their new manager has got a really really difficult task, oh, and I, I I really feel sorry for him.
1: The uh, well, Christoph Berra can score though.
2: <laughs> Good finish yeah, I, think got, I think he's got more OGs than Terry Butcher now.
1: He's he's a phenomenal finisher. Uh, finisher. The uh, I thought they they looked like relegation material to me, Harry.
3: How dreadful has Anne Budge been?
1: <laughs> Saint Anne,
3: Saviour She like she she is the saint of Scottish football and nobody mentions they built a stadium when she's in charge where they forgot to order the seats.
1: That
3: she then lets Robbie Nielsen leave because, you know, like like one of these supporters of Ipswich or Stoke when they when they have a manager who's kept them in the top flight for years. Uh, you know, we want to go to the next level. You know, Robbie <laughs> Nielsen, it's okay for Robbie Nielsen to go and whoever replaces him. Well, put it this way, it will be disappointing if we, you know, if we don't finish above the position we finished in with Robbie Nielsen. They've never finished that anywhere close to that high again. Same. She's then got she's gone and appointed Craig Levine as director of football. You know, how many managers has she gone through in the short time she's been in charge? Ah. And well, and someone Garth I know Garth
2: Garth Garth who, was one, uh, Levine then appointed himself. Yeah, um, he was the best man for the job I mean they're, they're an absolute joke club and, and then she's factored the the around for
3: five night, weeks what, what yeah, she's I not appointed a manager someone I know who gets paid for a living to go to football games say, you know, said to me at the end of last season it's embarrassing how how Hearts play against Rangers compared to how they play against
1: Celtic Um. As I say, just a five or seven minutes of highlights. I mean, that was that was a pathetic performance, highlighted by Naismith's uh, jog, the talisman- talismanic Scotland centre forward. Disgraceful uh, performance. A horrible wee yaf actually. The um, anyway, enough of that. Here, Harry. Before I forget, just a couple, You were at the AGM. How was it? Thrilling. Was that a thrill ride?
3: It was very full. So they've got the main hall, which I think takes about 400 people. Then they had, an over, they had two full overspill rooms. It was very well attended. There was even a Desmond, uh, a Desmond there, Was it? A Dermot's son. Uh, what, did,
1: did Dermot have a game of golf arranged or something like that? He couldn't make yeah, it? Yeah, he was
3: on a course. I um, was on
4: a course. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um one of the for me, one of the more interesting things said at the at the AGM was the vi- they play a wee video beforehand with the chairman speaking, the chief executive, the manager, and Tony Hampton of the Chief Executive of the Foundation was Lennon talking about the difference this time that pretty much Kennedy and Duff take the training Monday to Friday. And he's much more detached and much more uh, remote from the players so that when he speaks to the players, he thinks his input has a greater impact because he's not with them on a daily basis.
1: Well, that's a Mark thing, I'd,
3: isn't it? It is. I'd sort of heard that before, but this was the first time I confirmed it. He confirmed it. It's how Alex Ferguson was at Manchester United. He kept things fresh. Because it was interesting, I was listening to, they were talking about... Uh, some, on some radio programme, the sacking of Pochettino. And it was, uh, what's his name, Fletcher, that used to be at Man United, the Celtic yeah. fan player. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about how modern football is is so much more intense compared to, you know, just 10 plus years ago. The coaching methods of the elite managers like Pochettino, um, uh, Guardiola, Klopp, etc. might mean the even the very best ones only have an impact for three, four seasons. I was thinking of Brendan Rogers at Celtic. That the, the the play was starting to diminish. Brendan Rogers was great for a season and a half at Liverpool and it started to diminish. And um and he was talking about how Man- how Alex Ferguson kept things fresh at Manchester United because he wasn't on the training ground. But he would replace the assistant manager every two, three seasons. So they had McLaren. And then they had um, what's his face Portuguese guy
1: Kiros. Qu- yeah,
3: yeah. And that was his way of keeping it fresh for him to be back. The intensity to be on the training ground, but he, him not involved in it. And maybe that's a you know maybe that's the sort of concept that Lennon's trying to follow.
1: Uh, Martin O'Neill never showed up till a Friday. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I mean, who knows what goes on? Um, it's definitely different, different clubs. Um, I think Pep Pep's involved in every. Kicking the ball at the training session, I think. For looks the well, Looks of that. Working uh, well
2: for him this year. Oof. I was
3: just going to say, look at Man City this season.
2: Oh. Um,
1: anyway, the problem with that AGM, uh, Harry, was all the real stuff was sorted out the night before when Remy was in the boardroom. That's when all the business was done. All the real stuff. The
2: AGM <laughs> was the day before oh, was the
1: game. <laughs> I thought it was in Friday. Unless I'm,
2: unless I'm Marty McFly. <laughs> I
1: couldn't anything. Oh, right. So, I. Uh, do, do,
2: who did you go with? Uh, Rem? Did you take your old man? Uh, not this time. Oh. Took my uh, took my pal Karen, who uh, my uh, long suffering pal who uh, drives me all over Scotland. So she she deserved some payback, to be ah, fair. Very good. Although she, I, I think I try to steal the blanket. Was quite embarrassing, but I, I won't grass her up anymore. Uh, there were blankets. Given her blankets. Though? Oh yes, the, 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 the crested fleecy blankets. Um, quite uh, quite nice. So um, the, the conformity stereotype, even, in there
1: even for the staff, even for the yeah. staff. <laughs> like like Remy, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, Remy, that was that was brought in at Harry's suggestion after he, he visited the uh, director's box. He said, "This is very nice, but we need some nice blankets, some crested blankets."
2: <laughs> very smart, actually, um, but uh, no, um, not for me. But uh, they were they were being dished out to all the, uh, the females who, well, if they wanted one. And it was a pretty cold night, so there was a
1: few who had them. The uh, anything of real note from the AGM, Harry, or is it just you know? No,
3: it's so the, the the sort of main. You have a whole raft of resolutions which yeah. are passed by ninety nine point nine six percent of the vote. Yeah. Um, the, the main things were the resolution twelve thing. Right, we're not going into that. Um, there was that, and then the other thing I suppose would be. The sort of general consensus of the room, and I'm guessing based on applause and people's people's comments rather than any scientific, there was no vote on scientific vote on this, general consensus of the room seemed to be, we like the Green Brigade and they're great for an atmosphere, but just going to you know, just going to you know, keep doing the same thing over and over again for the fines because you're costing us money. I would say that was about, that That sort of attitude was about
2: 70-30. So what was the average age then,
3: 107? <laughs> no, well, I mean, obviously the average age is our age and up.
2: Uh, I, I mean, I, I thought last week Lowell was really, really snidey with what he did, especially uh, just a couple of days before the game. I thought that was bang out of order. Yeah.
3: Right, so the, the, then I'll ask the question, right? See if you've got somebody the who keeps doing the same thing all the time wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you do?
2: Well depends we deal on, with it. Well, We don't deal with it
3: that way though. What you, what, what would
2: you do then? Are you talking to Well, R- Renger, I think you, oh, right. you have to you have to uh, you have to you know, we're now pre-empting UEFA, who are a shower of corrupt gits, right? Now, some of the fines we got, you take ones like, fuck UEFA, you know, harmless enough. Uh, the Palestine one, which was a PR triumph for the club. Um, Colin Lazio Nazis. I don't have a problem with that one. Um, there's a lot of, you know, they, they walked around Glasgow throwing about Nazi solutes. They don't get fined for that because it wasn't in the confines of the ground. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. So, you know... 10 grand fines when you're raking in 2 million in gate money, you're then sticking out Green Brigade displays and posters all over your merchandise. You can't have it both ways.
3: Half a million pounds of fines? Oh, Hang on, on a, a minute. not I, I,
2: half a million pounds. Well,
3: That's the total value of our the, fines.
2: Including the fines for Rapid Vienna since 1984. Exactly. No. There's no way we have half a million fines.
3: So the Green Brigade display the wasn't paid for by the Green Brigade. Are you talking about one of those ones that they, they make the merchandise out of that the Green Brigade say was paid for by them, but the, we, oh, but the three of it, us on this podcast knows paid. a lie?
2: It's, they paid for some of them, and the Green Brigade paid for most of them. Celtic are quite happy to use the Green Brigade when it suits them, right? The week before, the Green Brigade did a collection for food banks, but that doesn't really kind of get mentioned when they're being run down as a shower of e right? What they do sometimes with the pyro is stupid, right? They should never do, be doing it at Parkhead. They know that. They get told before and they get banned before. I think we had something like two flares. I mean, it's hardly bloody Galatasaray, is it? Here's so the, the the,
3: f- the, bucket, collect- the bucket collection, the, the food collection that Celtic promoted, that one,
2: but, that you is-
3: said nobody ever talks about?
2: No, but no, but who organised that the three days before they all get their tickets taken off them?
3: I'm just saying yeah, the food collection. You're saying, it's saying it's the Celtic don't done. do anything about it. That this will be no, the food collection. The, the Celtic promote. Guys,
2: hey
1: guys, done. guys, stop talking over it's each nice. other. You're, Remy, you're talking over Harry. Wait.
2: Okay, the way it was done was really snidey. Three days before a game, see if we'd had to win that game, guaranteed they wouldn't have taken the tickets off
1: them. Here's my point, Harry. Sometimes yeah. you just got to put up with it. So, Remy bugs the hell out of me right on this podcast, right? But you know what? I just put put up with him because you know he's quite good. At, he's, he's quite. He brings a bit of atmosphere to the podcast.
2: <laughs> right. I'm actually sitting with a little match in a hotel room here.
1: Right. So, but do you know what I mean, Harry? Do you, do you not see something in that at all? I mean, leaving aside all the other stuff, you know, the other stuff you bring up, which is perfectly legitimate. But do you not just sometimes in a relationship, you just kind of got to put up with it? And half a million quid over how many ever many many years, I think they brought. Many many multiples of half a million quid to the club. Agree?
3: That's why I was saying that the general mood of the room was they do great, they bring a great atmosphere, but can they not just, can they, Gunny knows, Gunny stop doing the stupid stuff because it's the same stupid stuff that gets us fined over and over again?
2: Right, uh,
1: again, A, it's peanuts, and B, they're kind of young, you know? Young, pe- young people do stupid stuff. I know they do. So, you know, and sometimes it's... You know, my favourite image ever, well, apart from all the pictures, of Lisbon lines favourite image ever is that image from the Green Brigade. It's a guy with the ghoul mask on, the ghost mask on, yeah. his head popping out, and he's got a pyro in his hand. That's my favourite Celtic image ever. I'd get wallpaper made out of that. I absolutely yeah. love that. It's emb-
2: yeah, and see, yeah, I agree with you. And seeing ten years though, when somebody says, "What were my memories of uh, the the away trip?" I, I, I'm not going to remember if we got a ten grand fine for two flares. I couldn't care less. No, you remember the players in the park. Correct. And and we we have a lot. We make a lot of money out of Europe. We consistently trumpet how much money we're making out of Europe. You know, a ten grand fine here and there to me is immaterial.
1: Oh, and by UFA the way,
2: find nearly every club after a game for something, people standing in passageways. Oh, come on, it's pathetic.
1: The uh, instead of tackling the real problems. By the way, I think exactly. Uh, somebody took the piss up. I put a thing out for the. Uh... The European Championships next summer. Racism ended. You know, I right. That's it. You put at least. I mean, a, a bogus, corrupt organisation. You know, dishing out. You know, fines like confetti to everybody for all sorts of nonsense instead of tackling the real issues in football. Um, yeah, I, I'm so I'm sorry. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, Harry. But come on, you know, it's just you know it's a bit part of the give and take, isn't it?
3: We are a collective club and you know it'd be interesting to see what the general yeah. position of the the wider support was
1: but here's another thing just sort before I forget so there was a bunch of rain fact why, why do you think fans from all over Europe come to if you know quite keen to come and see a game at Celtic Park much is it, I mean part of that has to be what the Brigade got up to surely
3: well, I think it's for this, the atmosphere that the whole stadium does
1: How was the atmosphere last Thursday, Harry?
3: It was alright, but, you know I, I very much felt there was an attitude of Well, we're turning up, we don't really need to get too emotional about this game Because we're already through Isn't
2: that great? The Wren fans were fantastic ah, I yeah, it seems They like were it. brilliant they were, uh, they were actually like us away in Europe. We're getting pumped, but let's pretend we're enjoying ourselves. Here, we'll move on. Uh, I saw a, a Breton tartan army. There you go. Oh,
1: God. Yes. That sounds, <laughs> atro- that sounds atrocious. Here, uh, get the game, uh, obviously we've got a game on Wednesday night uh, against Hamilton. I uh, won't say much about that other than, this is, uh, I don't know if either of you got a thought on this. If Celtic are looking for the next Ryan Christie, I think we should buy uh, Lewis Smith. From Hamilton, as a punt, a wee punt, I think he, mm. uh, I, I think he could turn into a really good player, um, along the Ryan Christie kind of mould. Hopefully, we wouldn't have to spend all that much money on him, and you know, get him, loan him out. I think he, he could be. A good I player.
2: watched him. I watched him against uh, the Rangers a couple of weeks ago. He, although he scored, I wasn't overly really impressed. Yeah, he
1: did well against us. At, uh, he I, did
2: all right against us, but you know you can't assign players on the basis they play all right no, against no. you.
1: No, no. But I, I, I just you know, whenever I see him, I'm always quite impressed by him. You
2: look at you look at Aaron Hickey, who's supposedly oh. been watched by Manchester City, oh. and, and what you know, there's not a chance that boy's been watched by anybody better than somebody like Aloua.
1: Ah well, I, again exaggerating there but you're. I thought well, from what I saw yesterday from the game at Ibrox, he looked. I mean, he, he got left in a heap by one of them. And then he, he M- Morelos jumped about four feet over him for the goal, for the first goal. Uh, he looked very poor. Again, he's very young. Uh, Lewis, yeah, I know. But I mean,
2: you, you look at all these, you know, Harry Cochran, where are they now? I think yeah. he's in loan at Wraith Rovers or something like that. You know, it, 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 I, I get your point about taking a small punt, but I've not seen anything in him that I would say I would take a punt on him.
1: Harry? Any thoughts on him?
3: I I can't say that I've watched a Hamilton game and thought, wow, we should be signing him. Right.
1: Well, remember, he's always playing against us, getting battered, you know.
3: I know, it's difficult. I think it can be difficult to judge because the only time you're really watching Hamilton players, a lot of the time, players for lots of Scottish clubs, is when we are steamrolling them or oh, when you're watching them against... On a few occasions i will watch a, a Rangers game, you're watching the other team want them to do well and they're being steamrolled by Rangers.
1: The other thing I like about him, I like his... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is this... A, is this no offence. He's bloodline. He's uh, smart kid, smart parents. I was just thinking about that. when looking at the... Uh,
2: Representing the journalist community exactly. for you all, was it?
1: Yep. Uh, but the... Uh, but I was, there's a lot of quite smart players in that Celtic team, Harry, isn't there? A lot of smart guys. Ayer Christie.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh, what
2: speaks about ten languages.
3: I think, I think I've said before um, that it's. I think it's soccer economics that makes a really big point that the British football will will really start to to excel itself when we stop thinking that football is a sport only for the this you know. It's like a, a sport to get yourself out of the ghetto. and makes the point that across Europe and in South America, eh, the majority of players are middle class and educated.
1: Um, and of course, certainly have the grand trad- tradition of quiz ball champions. Two-time quizball exactly. champions. <laughs> <laughs> one, one for the kids here,
2: Remy. That's it. That's it. We won every trophy in 67. <laughs> including include quiz ball.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, that was all Jim Craig though, wasn't it? wasn't he just yeah, uh, uh,
2: Jim, Jim Craig and John
1: Kearney wasn't it um, yeah brilliant here uh, so we'll go straight on to the cup final uh, pick a team for us Harry well assuming that everybody we want to be fit is fit
3: well um, Elliot see will be back and when we were talking earlier about who's going to be left back Johnny Hayes is back so I wonder if actually the team for the cup because Taylor's uh, cup tied so I wonder if the team for the cup final will be Fringpong, eh, Forster, Fringpong, Julian, Ayer, Hayes, McGregor, Brown, Christy, um, Forrest, Elianussi and Edward.
1: So you're playing Elianussi at centre forward and Edward out? And not, no, I don't. Hmm. Um, I would agree with that. Uh, Remy, but uh my only shout is you see, or Mikey Johnson.
2: Uh well I think uh I agree with Harry's team. I think the I think the team picks itself if they're fit uh and that will be the team. Uh and I think guys like Mikey Johnson and and Cham, assuming he's fit, um are are really, really good options to have from the bench, uh, left back is my worry, uh, as Harry says, he's, he's saying he's a fit. So you know, he played he played left back in Rome, and he was pretty decent. So you know, maybe a month, two or three months ago, I'd have been terrified of that prospect, but now I'm okay with it. Um, but I, I think Mikey Johnson's. I, I mean, I think Mikey Johnson should start on Wednesday, but be on the bench on Sunday. Um, but other than
1: that, you're happy with that, or happy enough?
2: I, I, I'm happy enough. I, I believe that will be the team I mean that's the team that started in Rome Bar Frimpong.
1: Um, Is El Hamad definitely out Harry? Is he out for a while? I think he is isn't he? I,
3: I think he plays one in ten games or something like that. Yeah,
1: that, that That's why we got such a good player for nothing he, he never plays does he? Yeah
3: Um, but your point about making you you've then got Players of the quality of Mikey Johnson to come off the bench with that team and that setup.
1: The um, have you seen much of them, Harry? I mean, properly watch them.
3: No, I've no. I can't. It the, the, the most I've seen of them is watching about half an hour, forty minutes of their Europa League games just before ours when they, when they've been at home. And every time I've thought both them and the opposition have been crap.
1: Well, I I, I was watching the few. Feyenoord game and I, I, I just thought that's a, pre, that's a pretty poor Feyenoord team the uh, it's a pretty poor group actually I mean I think they've got I think they've got pretty I mean good on them uh, but it's a pretty poor group young boys I don't know where they are in the Swiss league right now but it, I mean I don't think the standards doesn't look that great uh, Feyenoord look poor and Porto I mean I don't know what they're up to I know they're not leading in the, I think they're third in the Portuguese league uh, right now
2: the um... have you seen much of them Rem I uh, I deliberately watched the Hamilton game as research for the cup final and they are bloody awful um, they do, still do not have a player who get in our team and uh, they are they're actually a one man team um, and it's not super Ryan Kent they're, they're totally reliant on Mel- Morelos um, I, I think they're a, Currently, the best player is Ryan Jack, which I think says it all.
1: Um, and what, what, what is, it? is he a kind of hold? Is he a kind of Scott Brown? Kind of is he a home midfielder?
2: Well, Scott, he's Scott Brown without the ability. So right. that's uh, that's where he is. He's, he's now been touted as the great white hope of the Scottish midfield. He's twenty eight. Um, he, he was rubbish for years with Aberdeen, and he's now been rubbish for years with them. But I think he had three successful passes in one Europa League game, and now he's a world beater. He's just an average midfield player.
1: Um, so I, I pick for, pick up from that, Remy. You're not in any any way worried. I mean, they've got obviously Morelos. I, I've, I mean, he got twenty five goals this season. He he can play, and he can certainly score. Although I noticed again, not against can't. Well, but that's he's true. never score. Well, us. but I mean, the law I'll of averages.
2: Well, I don't yeah, know. A lot of averages Yeah, a lot of average said Chris Boyd or Gordon Jury would score against us. They didn't. Well, Boyd got one when it didn't matter. They're they're not. He's Morelos is is decent. He is I think it was you, Harry, when it said he's like he's kind of like Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, uh, since Harry said that, that's exactly how I see him. Um, you know, he'll, he'll probably leave in January for a, an undisclosed fee. Um, which will probably include every payment he gets to he's about ninety five to bump up the fee in the papers, but he's alright. But he wouldn't get team. To...
1: The um I'm trying to remember how they played against us at, at Ibrox. Uh they kinda of sat sat really, office. I well yeah, I know they played, that.
2: Really bad. they played with no width.
1: They played with no width and, and sat office. They didn't even play play Morales, that game. That's a the tactical genius of Stevie Gerrard, you kinda of think he he overthought himself there. The uh, I would imagine that they will try and press us a bit a bit more uh, than they did in that game, uh, but it's hard to see. I don't know, Harry. I, you, you know, it's. I mean, if it's man for man, we're just better in just about every single position, aren't we?
3: Yes, as Remy just said, there is not a player in their team. You know, my neighbour, who's one of these. Um, you know, he's an armchair fan, but his preferred team is Rangers. We were at something. And he was talking away, and of course you're in that environment you're always trying to be polite, and then he said, you know, Rangers are getting much closer to Celtic, I mean I still think the majority of you know, if you were to have a combined team, the majority but it would be Celtic players, but there must be a, a, a few players in the Rangers team that would get in the Celtic team and I couldn't I couldn't, even out of politeness I couldn't even, I, I think to myself, well, at a stretch, I could maybe, just to be polite here, pick one Rangers player, I was like my only way out of it was to say, oh, "I don't watch Rangers enough to, to to be able to see." And I couldn't. If if we did a full strength team, name a Rangers player that gets on our side on a on a light for light basis.
1: Yeah, you're right. My only slight concern is down our right, Frimpong. I, I think Forrest will do a decent job uh, defensively, but we got a got to keep an eye on the left back. I mean, he does hit a decent cross. If he gets in a position to hit crosses. And Frimpong has just, it's not been tested at that, you know, at this level, Rem. Yeah, I mean, you have, not no, at this level, Would I, I you
4: disagree.
2: Re- I disagree. Frimpong's played at Pitadri for us. He's played in a semi final at Hamden. Uh, we have worked out how to minimise his height issue by he doesn't defend in the box when we defend set pieces. He's actually. Outside the box, which means if we break, we've got a guy who is absolutely rapid, pelting up the park. So his lack of inches is not going to be a problem at corners and free kicks. Um, I think he could give Kent an absolute chasing.
1: I'm looking forward to that actually, because he's, I mean, I don't think Kent has very much. What a bad signing that was, Harry, wasn't it, by the way? Oh,
3: Oh, I've got a mate who's a Rangers fan who. Sent me a text saying he wants to. He wants to see the the Ryan Kent player that half half his fellow Rangers fans talk about because it's not the guy he saw last season. He had two or three good games and scored
2: four goals. The, What's his uh, point? Punch Scott Brown. Punch Scott Brown. Remember? Yeah.
1: The um, but Frimpong will do him for pace. <laughs> that'll be a. Yeah. That'll be a
2: um,
1: anyway, Frimpong
2: but, will also do Barisic for pace because he's not getting any either.
1: Yeah, I get uh, yeah. I, I,
2: Our right-hand
1: side is is rapid. Again, as I say, I'm just uh, in a cup final uh, against the best team, best or the second-best team in Scotland. Uh, Again, I'll be... uh, That's my... It's a concern. I wouldn't say I'm petrified or anything like that. Um, And you would imagine that Scott Brown uh, will give them them plenty of cover over on that side of the park. Um, But I think it's more a case they have to be more worried about us. I mean... uh, personally i don't know harry I, i'm usually quite nervous going into these games no matter when where whatever the circumstances but i i've never ever been more caught i can't wait for this game i absolutely can't wait for it part of it is the fact that they are they seem to be well it's a bit like the game at ibrox in the season they think they're going to win it. i mean it's just seems like an utter delusion to me but i mean i don't know what do you think
3: well see just very quickly your your point there about uh, Brown will maybe give Frimpong a bit of protection do you know it's really stuck out for me there was a game maybe Frimpong's first game one of his first games in this current run where he's you know been playing every every domestic game um, at Celtic Park and it was towards the end towards the end of the game he chased down I can't even remember who I am playing chased down whoever it was and uh, and Standardisation from the from the fans, but as he was chasing the guy down, he ran just off the the pitch, and so the stuff that's around the edge. Once you're off the park, you know he slipped on that, landed on his back, and then. But it was Celtic's throw in, and so it was whoever was on the right hand side, probably Forrest, went to give you know her full back's take the throw in, and he was bent over double. He obviously been winded by falling on his back, and the thing that really struck me was that Scott Brown made a point of telling him he didn't need to go and take that throw in. And I thought, Scott Brown's really looking after him. And since then, I have really noticed how much Scott Brown seems to be... It's almost like a dad. How much Scott Brown seems to be getting joy out of Fring Pong's performances <laughs> and going up to him after every game. And so, yeah, I think I think Brown really is taking an interest in Fring Pong and looking after him.
2: But you're right. Is that, I, one, I, is that one we can uh, rule Lee Griffiths out of then? <laughs> Oh,
4: no, <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: I uh, I am um, we we need they need to be at their best and we need to be we need to play badly Um for for us not to win on Sunday. I think it will be 2-0 3-1. Right,
1: hang on a minute. We're going for the big reveal at the end. You don't get the score prediction right now.
3: No, but I'm just giving an idea of how I'm. What are confident. you
1: thinking?
2: Uh, the uh, I think uh, Nick Lawrence's score there, Brian. No, no, <laughs> sorry, Harry. I think I that's <laughs> the, the, the other.
1: The other thing is, that I think we talked. You talked about it earlier, Remy. It's just the strength of benches. You know, we can bring on Mikey Johnson, for instance. I mean, an absolute game changer. Um, and also, in a, a tactical sense, you know, Laren, you know, he's, he's shown through the years, you know, he, he can set up. A, you know, you can pick the right game plan, and he can change a game in the middle of it. You know, you can adjust. Uh, at least him and John Kennedy and Duff can, you know, they can work out and they can adjust. I they worked him out, at Ibrox I mean, I, you know, so you know, strength, strength on the bench, tactical new. I just kind of managerial new. I, I mean, I think we're well set.
2: I agree, and I think we've got a better team than we had it. Hybrids because you remember at that time we were uh, quotation marks in crisis yeah. Um I
1: can't am trying to remember um, that team. Ball and Golly was at left uh, back, Mikey Johnson was in the left wing. Uh, right
2: uh, back. El, El Hamed was right back. Um Forrest was playing. Uh so was Edward obviously. My, Mikey Johnson, as you said, he he made the goal and it was uh it was Brown, Julian was was one of Julian's first starts and he was under a bit of pressure. It was Julian and I and it was Brown, McGregor and Christie. So, I mean, we're not changing that many. We've got a different right back and El Unruzzi will probably play instead of Johnson. And and But I think, as Harry said, we're a far, far more confident and competent team now. I mean, we've won 10 games in a row uh, and I, I can't remember the last time that's happened because that includes three European games. We've yeah. won them won all our European games as well in that period.
1: Here, Harry, I noticed that the BT's coverage is nine hours uh, So the uh, on Sunday. What, what's the mood music like? Is there any mood music yet? I know it's only Monday we're recording this. Is there much mood music kicking around? I mean, do people actually... I, mean, I was listening to Michael Stewart on uh, Radio Scotland at the weekend, and he was saying, well, if I had to, it's going to be super, super close, but if I had to edge it, I might just give it to... But the idea... I mean, is there people... It's just just the natural instinct to build up the, the, the kind of hype. I mean to me there doesn't seem to be any it doesn't seem close at all to me.
3: Well so I don't think it's really, really started because because obviously we've got the midweek fixtures. And the the thing about the midweek fixtures as much as there's issues with them, they have a trip to Petodre on Wednesday night, on the night before on the week of the cup final. Yep. that that could have a big impact on the mood music running up to this game. We're at yep. home to
2: Hamilton, they're away at Pictorj, and they will have to play their full team. What to get? uh to get. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen any of
1: Aberdeen.
2: No, Aberdeen are rubbish, but I mean, they will. You know, Aberdeen. You know, this is. You know, whether we like it or not, Aberdeen will give them a game, or usually do. They usually get fired into them. You know, they've get more. They've got much more chance of getting a red card or a, an injury at Petaudry than they have a way to, let's say, uh, hearts with Stevie Naismith turning up these beach shots. So, you know, they're, <laughs> um, they'll be a much tougher... They have, a, on paper, a much tougher game against a team that's going to get steamed into them than we do. Um, and the music... Plus, ha- sorry, go plus, on, on. on the Thursday. Plus, on the Thursday, they will also have to play their full team against Young Boys. So to get through in the Europa League. So, you know, they're going to have a tough week.
1: Well, I think the game, the Europe European game after the Cup Final, I mean, they can worry about that after the Cup Final. It would be their argument, I guess. Um, yeah, it will be, but
4: they'll
2: still be in tears. So, you know, it's going well, to be a tough week for them.
1: <sighs> oh, I can't wait. Can you wait? Are you counting the minutes? Are you counting the sleeps, uh, Revy? No, because
2: uh, the... I want the Hamilton game done and dusted and I want a good one in that first and then I'll worry about it after it. He's so mature, Harry, isn't he? He's so grown up. One game I think oh, at a time. Oh, no! I'm going to take that one and sell it to every football manager because I've never heard that used before. <laughs> uh, did you, did
3: you, He's uh, a fan of Lena Martell. Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, Harry... No. I hope somebody Google's that and is horrified. <laughs> uh, another one for the kids, by the way. Uh, here, uh, you've got a cup final. Did you get a cup final ticket, Harry? Oh yes, yes. Oh, right, okay. What's what's the situation with tickets? Is it are people not happy?
3: Actually, do, do you know um, getting cup final tickets for me uh, demonstrates why you need standing sections in uh, in stadiums. Because so my dad's he's seventy eight in a month's time. So he needs to, he need, he could stand at the game, but he wants to sit at the game, which means the second tickets go on sale. I have to go online and rush to try and get a south stand ticket because that's the only stand where people can sit and see the game. Because the problem in all the other parts of Hamden is the first five ten rows have to stand to be able to see the pitch, and that of course then means that the rest of the uh, the rest of the stadium the rest of the stands having to stand so you need but there was but playing rangers in a cup final so i've been at hamden in the south stand where uh, in, in fact it was the, the first treble season under brendan where there was a couple of guys standing and lots of people sitting around to meet were older people saying he sit down and these guys were getting really really pissed off that they were being asked to sit but they're in area where people have gone out of their way to get their tickets in that stand because it was all old people who need to sit down for the game. And that's, that, for me, is why y- you start to identify having standing sections and seated sections to help with that. So, yeah, every time there's a game at Hamden, I have to rush online to try and get it, to try and get a south stand ticket so my dad can get a seat.
1: And you've obviously got your director's box seat, Remy. you get got your ticket there, have you? yeah. Uh,
2: I'll I'll probably be in somewhere beside Mr Brady because I'm in the South Stand as well because uh, as per usual they well unfortunately we only get half the North Stand against them but the good seats in the North Stand are all kept back for hospitality so you're basically in a different postcode watching the game um, so it has to be the North Stand plus you're as far away for them as possible which uh, is always a good thing Um.
1: Anyway, I'm just thinking about. You're talking about standing sections, Harry, the number of cup finals at Hamden. All standing. Partick Thistle. Oh,
2: yeah, I knew you'd start bringing up the crackers, the ones we get gubbed in. You're listening, like, Anthony.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Partick Thistle team, by the way. People forget that. Anyway, right. If it you. was a
2: brilliant, a brilliant Celtic team and we get wiped.
1: Hey.
3: Can you imagine if social media existed back then? <laughs> the many people who'd have gone online time for Steen to go <laughs> yeah
2: that Steen's done nothing for us he's lost it
1: you'd have been on there slaughtering Evan Williams Harry <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than him and I play for Celtic Boys Club under eights <laughs> here listen coming to the big climax of the podcast I uh, the score predictions uh, i'm going to go first i'm going to go first to get mine's out of the way very quickly i'm going to say i'm going to say 3-1 or 2-0
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what harry he's going to edit you out for on, on,
1: no i'm no my days of it, my days of editing this podcast although jesus christ this podcast could do with editing uh, no I, i'm going to say um i'm going to say 2-0 uh, it could be more though. I, I again in my, I mean this we'll, we'll get beat, but I, it could be two 0 or we might just do a number on them, like a proper number. Like George Cornley might come in and just tap in the fourth goal. It could be could be one of those ones. I I'm kind of hoping that, but you know it just depends. You know what what Rangers turns up. Um, if we can get an early goal, uh, then I think we could do them three or four. Uh, but probably not. So I'll just take two. 2-0 or 2-1. Remy, Harry's a guest, so he can go last with the definitive one. What are you saying, Rem? 4-1. 4-1?
2: Yep.
1: Talk me through that one. Why are you so definite?
2: I just think we'll go them. I, I just, I'm going to be betting as minus two in Sunday. Um, I just have a real strong feeling that we will turn up because we turn up at Hamden consistently now. Um, it's a long time since we lost there. We seem to have uh, overcome our fear of playing there. Um, the pitch is actually all right now. It's massive. We're a lot fitter than them, apart from having better players. And I think we will be better prepared. And I think we'll guard them because, because they, they they're 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 uh, they don't play in cup finals very often. They're the sort of you know they're the sort of team that you know the report in Scotland does a feature on on a Friday night you know the town's <laughs> all empty and the bakers have got blue light cakes on them that's the sort of team we're playing against
1: oh I love that that is absolutely brilliant the pitch is big, and that's a big that's a big thing isn't it for us Harry
3: yeah getting back to what Remy just said what, have they played in three cup finals in their history oh two, yes, two
2: cup two Petri Petri facts, <laughs> two <Petri> a <laughs> <Facts laughs> <the> Scottish <laughs> cup.
3: Yeah, and, of, and they've lost two. One, to, of, the
2: and one yeah. of the three ain't bad, as Meatloaf nearly said.
1: The uh the who did they beat to win the pestle
2: <laughs> Peter
1: Head.
3: <laughs> yeah, they lost to Ray uh, Rovers. Uh,
2: yeah, and Ali did his karaoke night, so um uh
3: And lost to Hibs when sec- were the second were in the second tier at the time, I. they?
2: Yes. Yeah, it was, a, it was an all was an old first division uh, cup final, and Anthony Stokes destroyed the Great Tavernier, uh, and and Liam Henderson made the made the winning goal. Um, as, as a point you made before, Harry, that uh, Hibs used to get good players on loan from Celtic when when the uh, relationships were cordial.
4: Yes. Um,
2: the long, those days are long gone now, but uh, it was Anthony uh, Stokes yeah, I, has just
3: been released from his fifth club in two years. Is that right?
2: Yeah, was it Victorias or Fury Murrays? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boom, boom. The uh, I, I think I I just genuinely believe we'll go. Uh, I I think we're better in every department, and I include the dugout in that.
1: The uh, you've already had your say, Remy. Harry, it was go going. You've just jumped in.
2: Harry's definitive one, then. On right, the come go come on, Harry. So my only
3: word of caution is that Willie Collum is the referee. Oh. So that's my only bit of caution to Celtic winning 3 1, and I think the one goal will come from a Willie Collin mistake. Do
1: they score first?
3: Uh, No. Uh, They make it 1 each, we make it 2 1. Mikey Johnson comes on and scores the third.
1: What's a Willie Willie Collin mistake? What does he do?
3: Uh, I don't know, he'll just miss something and they'll score. He'll miss a foul and they'll score or he'll give a foul to them for something that didn't happen
1: he'll give them a penalty i just hope he doesn't start sending people off and um, then it's a, then who knows what goes on after that um, well like, uh,
3: Steve mcgowan has made the point about willie McCall, willie column in, in the papers before that his problem is stuff happens in game that he's that he misses and instead of having the self-confidence to turn around to the players and say it may have happened but i didn't see it he gives the decision based on what he thinks has happened on the players' reactions. He guesses what's happened and gives decisions based on his guess. Anyway,
2: three. Yep. As, he did when he, as he did when he gave that penalty against, uh, was it Mastorovic?
3: Yeah, Mastorovic, yeah. It was a guess.
2: Broad Broadfoot threw himself when he gave a penalty. Yep.
1: Anyway, at what time's the kickoff? Is it three o'clock?
2: Three o'clock.
1: Three o'clock, yep. uh, traditional time. So that'll be a nice... Won't be an early rise for me. Uh, I'll be fine. Uh, three o'clock. I'll be up at seven. I can't wait. Harry. Three-one. I'll take that, pal. I, I believe you, you're... I, you know, When I booked you on this podcast, you didn't You tell me you had your own podcast. I think it came out last night. So... Uh, I, I
3: did just a very quick it's 30 minutes in fact I've had a couple of people saying it was just that's the perfect length for a podcast
1: this really I know it's, this has just been horrendous an hour and a half there's nobody listening at this stage anyway, well it's a shame for them because they missed hi uh, mum they missed what the score was so, uh, Harry, they missed reference
3: to Lena Martell they missed Ma-
1: everything <laughs> The nineteen sixty-nine or nineteen seventy League Cup final—we've had it all in this year. Seventy-one. Seventy-one. I get. Of course, I get the dates wrong. Um, anyway, listen, Harry. Good to talk to you. Talk to you again soon, pal Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Harry.
3: Cheers. Good night.
0: See you later, Rem. See you later, so All the best. The Stonecutters. Made-